Yeah, yeah, Colby well, sleep I... under stone. Never more to wake on stony bed. Never till the sun fails and the moon is dead. In the black when the stars shall die, and still on gold here let them lie, till the dark lord lifts his hand over dead sea and withered land. Guys, how's your fitness? Could be better. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Is there uh, anything you you have been haven't been doing lately? Uh, I've been cutting my cutting my calorie intake just to uh, make up for the lack of <laughs> exercise <laughs> I've been doing. All um, right. Trying to walk my dog longer, you know, that's a good little easy piece of fitness. And my knee's been bothering me, so I've been doing some pistol squats to strengthen oh. those those knees up. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, I can't, Car- even do, I can't even do a pistol squat. Oh, I'm not doing well. <laughs> I could shaky do it a, foundation, you know. I could yeah. do it assisted. Oh yeah, I'm I'm grabbing walls. I'm oh, falling okay. over like a grandma. Oh, yeah, that's oh, a good yeah, then I could do that too. <laughs> <laughs> that's like anytime I send Carlos a, a workout where I did handstand push-ups, he's like, "Yep, nope." Nope, no thanks. Yeah, I was like, oh, I, you, yeah, lost me oh. At, you lost me at those. Uh, so you got to do a you got to do a hundred meter handstand walk. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not. Someday, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Well, uh, I, I guess you got to ask about mine. I'm actually trying to lose weight for a wedding in January, so I've been trying to be more conscientious about what I eat as well as started lifting weights and working out again. But mm, nice. That's nice. not uh, really here. Uh, I usually follow like five by five, the strong list, okay. uh, just to get like back into the groove of stuff because I stopped working out for a while and then I'll probably go to like something I'll look up something that'll probably just kind of focus on more full body workouts, just stick around with the strong list. And then I'll try to like get a little more finite. So probably more hit type workouts and yeah. that yeah. type of thing. And what nice. he, what, what, what Pete actually means by that is that he is going to wait for you and I, Carlos to put out our <laughs> challenge uh, for everybody. And then he's going to start doing that. I know we gotta, that. we gotta get that thing done. Um, it was a lot of fun doing the uh, the walking challenge with everybody. Mm. So doing it, kind of mixing it up and doing it like something a little bit different. Um, and but still having like all of the modifications. Like one of our big things with that move with the walking challenge was letting everybody know that like any movement counted, any vo- any movement matters. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be exactly like this thing or this much or whatever. It's it's just like and that's and that's probably what how we'll base our our next challenge as Word. well yeah yeah nice all right carlos how you been well, doing man well it's interesting uh pete said uh he's doing it sounds like he's doing a wendler right yeah it and, does and, and you know my my love for you for starting wendler start, start, starting wendler cycles and then not finishing them <laughs> um, uh so yeah i started another wendler cycle <laughs> uh this week so uh week one is done i just did i just finished my um shoulder press so nice is this uh, is this number four since i've moved uh it's number three okay okay <laughs> i started i i finished it the first time right so i went through right. and i did it the first time and then I, you know i got kind of got bored with it 
and then I got really bad with like, you know, my consistency. And so lately my consistency has been better. Uh, hmm. And I just need the, I just want the strength portion of it. Yeah. Uh, I'm limited to what I can do as far as deadlifts though. And so I just figure I'm just going to max out like my reps when I get there on my deadlift. Cause are you trying to max so... out or just like trying to stick with the regimen going up uh, a certain percentage? I'm still going up a certain percentage and I'll probably be able to do that for the deadlift up until like the last cycle. Um, nice. And then when I'm supposed to like max out my deadlift and probably won't be able to because I like the last time I did it, I ran out of weight. So yeah. I kind of mm -hmm. just had to stop and I could have probably done a little bit more. Um, and so I think just what I'm going to do is um, when I get there, uh, just instead of my one rep max, I'll probably do like a two or three or see what my max reps are at that, at that higher weight. Or nice. you could check out, uh, by the way, True Fitness, if anybody is listening, you can sponsor us if you want. Uh, you can check out the fact that uh, <laughs> True Fitness has their, I think, 45 pound plates on sale for like a buck a pound. True Fitness should just send me some and I, I will plug them every time we do all the these. time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Every time and every time. I could definitely use some 45 pound plates. Yeah. I mean, you some throw one more food. one more set of 45s and you've got yeah, I'm done. You got yeah. a whole new world when I it comes whole, to, yeah. to deadlifts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do do I, most I of you do both of you have like workout like uh equipment at home or something of the sorts? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have a so I bought a it's a Rogue um it's one of the foldable uh racks. Mm. Um and so it folds in on itself. I should have got the bigger one and I kind of kick it myself after the fact. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, for our small garage, it's fine. Um, uh, so perfect. perfect for like, you know, pull-ups and Chris did some muscle ups in there. Yep. Uh, before I he almost hit my head. He, but... he almost hit his head on the roof <laughs> of my garage. Uh, yeah, there, there's just, there definitely we're, I'm limited in what I can do in the garage just because it's can't do uh wall balls really. Um, not to, you know, CrossFit standards. Um, also don't have a 20 pound wall ball. Also don't want to use a 20 pound wall ball. <laughs> also, those uh, are expensive. Also, those are expensive. I did buy a 53 pound kettlebell nice. uh, recently. So Damn. I got that on Amazon and that was still like 80 bucks, which was cheap. Cause it's like, yeah. I think it's about the same at Rogue plus another like 60 to ship it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like anything, anything less than two bucks a pound. Although Nick on is those in Ohio, weights, it's pretty so I great. always just like I know he just just walk right over to Columbus, <laughs> yeah. pick up some. Uh, some My wife's shit there right now. Yeah. There you go. Get some. Hey, weights. babe, get all these weights. I'll ship <laughs> it up, Nick. <laughs> hey, when is it? It's gonna it... cost the shipping. Like I know, two hundred pounds in there. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm sure the uh, the Amazon delivery driver loves you, Carlos. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah the, the UPS driver when he dropped off uh when he dropped off the weights the first time it was just it was pretty funny. I think oh, it was poor UPS guy. UPS or FedEx. Uh, yeah. But we got like we got a full set of weights when we when we first got our weights. Not a little bit. Yeah. So uh, that was that was that was fun. Uh, but yeah, mm -hmm. we we got a uh, rower. Uh, we got a um uh like three. We got four hundred pounds in weights. You got a uh, box. We got a box that I built. Mm. Um, two barbells, nice. jump rope, rings. You got it all, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, man. You got everything. I'm just, I need that assault bike. Yeah. The, uh, echo, the echo bike. Uh, 
Yeah, Carlos and, and I also wants a GHD, but yeah. Well, I mean, I still think that you should just buy that thing that attaches to the box. It's just as expensive. Is it? Yeah. Uh well, never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carlos and I actually met at uh at a CrossFit gym and now neither of us go to a CrossFit gym. We just work nice. out in our garages now. What made you stop okay. though? Like just the price? I moved. And COVID. Like COVID yeah. was a big well, part yeah. of it. Fair like, enough. Carlos and Melissa, you know, because our gym shut down for what, six months total? I mean, shut down for six months during COVID, but it also let's didn't not have talk a, about the power outage. For it the also year. didn't have a, electricity for like a year because of the growth. <laughs> are you guys house. still going though? Can I ask you, were you still going during the day or something? Oh yeah. Oh, we were still going at night. We had a generator. Oh yeah, we had a. I I remember <laughs> the first. I showed up the first day when they lost the power. Um, uh, the owner had his uh his Tacoma in the um inside the gym running power. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. This was <laughs> before amazing. he had a generator. Yeah, oh it was it was it was a trying uh two years. Uh last two years at that gym. But yeah, basically then I mean after that we shut down for about six months, moved location, um, opened oh. back up, yeah. but it was limited still. We were doing everything outside. Um, which was nice that we had the space to do it outside, but yeah, it was a I mean, smaller, it was a smaller location too. Yeah. Like the other gym I, was, was nice and big. You, and... you guys showed up what, like two, three times after that. And then to the, I mean, you, gym? Had, yeah, you had built your gym during COVID. Yeah. We built our gym during COVID. Yeah. And so just nice. the cost and, you know, the fact that we had stuff already and, you know, it wasn't really like we weren't doing it outside. Wasn't really, you know, our thing. Yeah. Even though yeah. we do our own workouts outside sometimes, but it's, just, <laughs> it's different when it's your when you're at home in front of your own house instead of like in front of like this busy intersection, right? Right, so, right. Um. So yeah. Uh. So we kind of stopped going, and even though the owner's like, "Well, you guys can come and you know drop in," and we just you know he had paying clients, and we said uh, you know we you know we can't right now. So gotcha. Um. That makes complete sense. Yeah. So. yeah. Totally. Yeah. Nice. Well, I have, um, I've finally, I said I would, Carlos. I've finally gotten back into a routine, uh, which is nice, which all started with me doing something that I hate, uh, which is I, what was it, last week? I sent you that text that I ran two oh, miles. Yeah, you ran two miles. Yeah. Um, Fuck and <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I hated every I'm, second I'm of it. Nick. I'm with yeah. Nick. Um, I hated uh, it, it depends like uh, sprinting or like long-term running where it's like yeah, going for a jog point. every morning. I can't, I can't do that. Yeah. I mean, short distances. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. yeah. A little, a little <laughs> spurt here and there. You know, never hurt a person. You know? Yeah. I, um, so I did that, but because of how much I hate that, and this is, this is kind of what I told Carlos when I, anytime I, I take a big break of working out, I always have to do something that I hate. Um, to get myself mm. back into it because then I'm like, oh, I'll just do this. And it, it's, I like that even though I'm like out of breath or whatever. So two weeks ago I did my two mile run and I've been four days a week since then just doing, and nice. I, I have been, I've been sending texts to Carlos because I need somebody to be like, yeah, look, I'm actually need, doing this. <laughs> you need that. You need that. Yeah. That, that accountability. Like accountab buddy. Yeah, yeah. Accountability. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's, that's something... what I and that's what I liked about going to CrossFit classes, right? Yeah. I wasn't a big class like a, like going to the gyms and like signing up for classes kind of person. 
um, except for CrossFit. I mean, that's all it is, is classes with other people. Uh, so it's, uh, I do miss that part of it. Um, but you know, it's, I'm still able to motivate myself, which, you know, is, uh, it's a skill. It's a skill. Yeah. Yeah. Motivation. Like, and also it's just like motivation, getting into the regimen of it. And then obviously following the, the diet, adhering to a diet. And yeah. I don't know. There's times so where, tough. like, I, <laughs> I would say my hardest thing is dieting. Yeah, obviously. that's that. I mean, that's most people's yeah, hardest. Yeah, thing. my hardest part. Yeah. I've I've got the exercise. You know, I've I've gotten that. Uh, the diet is where you know. I mean, my office is here, and the kitchen is right here. So that that like makes right it behind there. Yeah, there you like, go. <laughs> yep. Like, oh, right down the stairs. I'm just gonna There's go mosey into the kitchen. <laughs> Get some cheese. Yeah. <laughs> nah, well, my and weakness has been sourdough pretzels, like oh. bites. Oh, really good. Very good. It's and yeah. you know it's one of those things too that like you know there's we're we're all on we're all on TikTok right and there's mm -hmm. there's there are funny um, characters on TikTok that are to be completely honest kind of harmful um, to mm. health and fitness. Um, everybody's seen the guy, the go to the fucking gym guy. Uh, right? and he, yeah, I and, just saw another video of his today and I, I like was like not interested. And like, even with oh, his yeah. like, he'll, <laughs> he'll put stuff out there that's like supposed to be not, like he he did one recently where he's like, look at you. You look amazing. Right. But like that doesn't that doesn't take away from the fact that this guy that looks the way that he does gets paid um, by a supplement company to do what he's doing. He, he gets free supplements. Uh, the nutrition is basically made out for him. Like all of these types of things, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like yelling at people to go to the gym. And yep. it's like, like, yes, movement is a big part of health and fitness, yeah. right? But you can do that when you're not worried about your socioeconomic status, when you're not worried mm -hmm. about your food, when you're not worried about this or that and all of these other things. Right. And so like even there, it's it's one of those issues that it's like diet. I be I feel like nutrition is as hard as it is for a lot of people. One, because a lot of people have been told their entire life, like since this like 60s and 70s, there have been mm -hmm. a lot of weird stuff about nutrition that basically we find out just isn't true. And it's a bunch of stuff to sell you things. Yeah. Yep. Right. Um, and then. But there is a lot of shame, whether you feel it or not, there's a shame behind nutrition, right? Where it's like, um, well, I don't like, it's, not, it's like, I don't, I don't I'm know not going to shame behind nutrition. I think it's a shame of eating, right? Yeah. It's yeah. food. It's yes. not nutrition itself. Right. It's just food, mm. right? But it's like, it's like, like there are, so there are understanding yourself is one thing, right? So understanding your genetics, yourself, your predispositions and everything else that matters. Right. But, Hugely. um, you know, if you're going to sit there and tell yourself like, no, I'm not going to have that scoop of ice cream. I'm not going to have that scoop of ice cream. I'm not going to have that scoop of ice cream. And then finally, because you've been denying yourself for a week, a scoop of ice cream, you eat a tub of ice cream. Yep. And, yeah. and then you fall into this pit of like, Oh, I'm an asshole. And you know, and like, that's the biggest problem. I'm Whereas, a failure, right? Yeah. And like yep. Carlos and I have said this um, before on the podcast, but it's the idea of like, just eat the damn cookie. Yep. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> for real. And, and that's not to say that like 
once you eat the cookie, like also think about the fact that like, hey, maybe I'll do a 10 minute walk or mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? And it's not like a reward or anything like that. It's simply the idea of trying to balance things exactly, and, and not just saying like, I can't have this thing because as soon as you tell yourself you can't have it, you, you you're gonna it. yeah you're gonna you want, want it, it you're gonna fall you're gonna, yeah you're gonna go <laughs> you're gonna go big yeah right? you're gonna go yeah, hot, exactly. out, hot out the gate right <laughs> oh yeah CrossFit term. oh and it, it's like thinking of the totality of your life right like sure i can deny myself the scoop of ice cream right now and i can deny myself the walk because it doesn't sound fun right now but then your knees start hurting mm-hmm. and you start you know, all of these other things. Like I had a, a health scare last year, so I really cut down on carbs. I did the Mediterranean diet for a long time. I'm kind of off that, but I'm eating so many less carbs that the issues I was having, I had like a fatty liver. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I do my doctor's appointments coming up. So I'll see if I've done well enough to yeah. uh, pass the mark. But um, <laughs> the point is I could feel the impact of what I was doing to my body very realistically. And that was a really good motivator to move more and eat better. And I don't mean better in like a judgmental way. I just meant like, think about what I'm eating, Mm -hmm. be mindful of what I'm eating. So when I am eating the cookie, that's a mindful choice rather than a, okay, I'll eat the one and then I'll eat five more. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a like, God damn, this cookie is delicious. Whoever made it is great. It's, you know, yep. all of those types of things. Not, oh, I'm a fat slob for eating this. Yep. Right. Like like it's it's the idea behind um, because when it comes down to it, like the balance and everything. And and like you were saying, like there are definitely genetic and medical issues that mm-hmm. can come into play of of nutrition and of movement. Right. But but whether or not we, uh, you know, it's all it's always this idea that for the longest time, people are like, oh, I don't squat because I have bad knees. And now we're coming out and we're like, no, you have bad knees because you don't squat. Yep. Right. And it's and and it's that turnaround of Mm -hmm. like, oh, shit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But exactly. uh, All that to say is we're going to do a fitness challenge soon, guys. So you you, I'm uh, I'm ready. Yeah. You'll you'll be a part of it. Carlos has really been wanting to do it. So um, we're going to we're going to figure something out. We're going to find a way to do it. Um, Honestly, I'm just thinking about this now, Carlos. Our discord might be the best way to do it. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Send people. Mm. Nobody knows that we have a discord. Carlos and I are the only people on it. Oh, you mean you mean (laughs) the the one that I started? Yeah, our discord. That 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 would require me like having to manage it let's let's wrangle Callie and, well, uh, we'll... Manage <laughs> throw Callie into yeah. just another discord hey yep. you uh, want to manage this one for us too I feel like because we've done so many rings I say of power yes episodes, like, I yeah. know right <laughs> I, I feel like because we've done so many rings of power episodes lately and not as many of our regular ones um we haven't shouted out Callie as often as we normally do mm-hmm. um Callie you're amazing you brought this group together. You're the only reason why Nick and Pete are here today. Yep. It's true. Pretty much. So we 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 need you to know that. I, think, I was telling <laughs> yeah, Callie I think is Callie's the only reason amazing. why. Yeah. I think the only reason why we probably still have a podcast too. Mm. <laughs> No, 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 no. no. Uh, we had that's the, actually I true. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I thought Chris was firing me when he's like, we need to talk. 
uh, he had this like he had this, you're like, off the podcast. Yeah. I was like, dude, it's my Zoom. What are you talking about? I'm off no. the podcast. I mean, I don't, I don't know that you guys have seen this or, or heard it, but yeah, I mean, like Carlos and I were pretty much done before we met all of you. Um, I, I was so much. Chris was done. I was done, but in like that, I'm the one who produces this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we would have been done, right? Yeah, and so I mean, so basically, why? It, it, uh, it, the it rings really, of power. Yeah, it came down to the, the fandom. pre, like the pre fandom, like just uh, toxicity, right? And so, so we was, had a conversation about that, and I told yeah. you know he asked me, he's like, well, you know, how do you, you know, how do you deal with this? Because you know, a lot of the negativity was around, you know, black elves, right? Yeah, and I was like. Uh, I try not to like pay attention to it. Like I don't, I don't give two shits. Right. Like doesn't, doesn't take away from me if they want to feel that way, you know, whatever, like they, they're going to lose out. Um, and what ultimately came from that was me reaching out to, um, to Willie on his Instagram. Cause that was the only way we could reach out to him. Cause we didn't have a discord or we didn't have a, a TikTok. TikTok. Um, and I can't message you on TikTok if we're not friends. Right. right. So, you know, I was like, well, I'm just going to, you know, shot in the dark, send him a message on, on Instagram. He got back to us and he's like, send me a podcast. I had just happened to send him the dwarves one that we did, which was like probably the perfect podcast to send. It really <laughs> was. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, and, uh, and then, you know, we had him on the show and it was great. And he, you know, put us in touch with Callie and kind of, you know, all that, all, all this has come from that. Right. So like the trivia stuff and, you know, That's our, crazy, our TikTok man. and, you know, all that. So, and uh, what time was that? Like what, like what date? Oh, we, could probably, we could probably look at, look at the, yeah. I mean, I can tell you exactly. Um, I mean, see. Oh, here, I had you know, a pretty you know what, similar me... like experience with the whole like rings of power thing. Cause like, you know, for a while I was just kind of incognito. I, I like had a TikTok because my girlfriend convinced me, and then like she's like, "Oh, look at this Lord of the Rings guy," and it was Willie. And uh, yeah, and uh, then there was uh, the whole like Facebook groups. I was in like multiple groups just to like see posts and stuff, and it just started becoming like huge arguments all the time because I'm Puerto Rican and like yeah. Arandir is the actor is my yeah. Puerto Rican. It was really nice. I, I got a chance to meet him. He's a cool guy, and it's just. I got so angry and I think one of the it came to a breaking point when someone had posted a you know variation of Finrod Felagun where he was like darker complexion and everything like that and it was beautiful it was gorgeous art he had like flowing blonde hair and everything it was like mm. it was stunning and someone just, like someone said some ridiculous thing and the admins I like I hit up the admins I'm like you're gonna say anything about this or like do anything about this or mm -hmm. whatever and I was just like you know what I'm done and I like I quit every group I think I'm in like yeah. one now and I just quit yeah. everything and then I ended up in the live for the trivia thing was, that's how I, I got it same yeah, yeah I think yeah I think that's that's how that's we got crazy. introduced to you guys was yeah. the, was through the was through the but live. I was done I was yeah, through the trivia. Was so it was it was February 6th February um, yeah, February of last 6th year of of 2022. Oh yeah, tonight. Oh yeah, I have it tonight on a very special episode. That's what I titled the folder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, the only, it's the only episode. A one and we, only. Yeah. yeah, it's the only episode that we've recorded and I posted on the exact same day. Wow. Mm. Um, and it was it was it's just called the state of Swolhan. So mm. it's just me basically talking about like the state of everything and how I mean, like I don't uh, there have been multiple times where I've almost 
almost and have cried on this podcast, Mm -hmm. but like the state of Swolhan was definitely one where I was just, I was just done. Like, I felt like there was just like, there was no, there was no reason to do it anymore. There was so many people spewing so much hate, getting so many views and comments. And we're sitting here with like 20 people listening to our podcast. And I was just like, fuck this noise. Like, what's the point? Yeah. Um, and and that's where we got that's where, you know, Carlos, the one thing like the one thing that one thing that I've in my head. No, the one thing that still sticks in my head is Carlos saying those are the people that we want to listen. And the that 20, was like that, right. like that was 20. it. That's right. Yeah. Right. Like he was like he was like, well, we've created an environment in our podcast that those are the people that we want to be listening to our podcast. Great. And right. we don't want the the you know 2000 douchebags that are listening to you know nerd rotic or whatever the fuck that guy's <laughs> name is his name was mike no <laughs> <laughs> i'm one oh, of those yeah. people though like i watched like multiple videos of nerd rotic to see like his deal and yeah, he is, I I wanted to know him like i wanted to get his shtick to like regardless of rings of power i you know, Godspeed to you, sir. That's yeah. all I'll say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That trajectory so, is. I mean, going. but it's crazy because it really is like it really does come down to like, yes, like, you know, Willie, because he has he has the spotlight on him. Yeah. Um, was definitely, you know, a, a starter for a lot of us. But I mean, Callie is the epicenter. Yeah. Yeah, like Callie, Callie was a very so the, the 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 episode that we did with Callie was a very like lovey mushy at the end, right? Just oh, yeah. for everything that she's done, right? And it and it's true, like she's she's the she's the admin for our Discord, right? She's responsible for like really kind of putting all this stuff together, the trivia, mm-hmm. yeah, right? like getting all she that facilitates you know. so much. Yeah, like, she and, does so and, much. Yeah, and um, you know, with without that Discord, you know, I think. You know, none of us would probably be communicating with each other, maybe, right? But it's made it it's definitely made it a lot easier. And, you know, we were able to do the 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 Mordor you know, the Mordor challenge and yeah. You know, that was you know, that was fun and and yeah, it's just it's been it's been a great experience since that episode and i'm kind of glad that we you know we did reach out to him and i'm really glad that he responded and yeah you know because yes. i've been seeing you know i've been seeing new Meta's stuff on reddit for the longest time uh mm, and yeah i think the one that i and i didn't it was have the a TikTok. code switching it was the code switching one, oh right? my god i love oh, it that's so good, <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. Oh. And, because uh, yeah, it was. It and was then he like, dropped the he dropped the, the like, code Gimli thing. And the, Gimli and the, talking to Galadriel it was just like hilarious. Yeah, I was, yeah. It was too much for a while. <laughs> it was for me. It was the Wu Tang one. Like, oh Wu-Tang. yeah, absolutely. That was, so that, that was that was my favorite. Yeah. Um. And so yeah. So it's been it's been it's been great. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And a big part of that is like, so, I mean, man, we're going off of a tangent here. We're getting the spooky stuff, guys. I promise we're getting <laughs> after the all the all, after all the mushy stuff. Right. We'll get to yeah. the spookies. <laughs> but it's just so funny because like one of the reasons why um, we started and this is why I was so drawn to um, to his code switching was um, one of the biggest reasons why I started this is with the amount of love that I have for other some other Tolkien podcasts that I listen to, mm-hmm. a majority of them hold Tolkien sacrosanct. 
Mm. and it's like very almost scriptural the way that they talk about it it's very like reverent and stuff and carlos and i are over here being like yeah this motherfucker did this thing right yeah yep. <laughs> like yep. i can't really like i can't always like agree with that because tolkien himself wouldn't really agree with that he right right <laughs> so like self-reflective as well as uh, almost to the point of being abusive to like certain things that he just did not like he hated yeah yep. and it's just strange for people to really consider him like so i don't know how to say it to your point like almost biblical because yeah. you look at most of like the majority of his work out right now it was, it was put together by his son yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like right. people swearing by the silmarillion with like the rings of power thing for example it's like hey you don't even know if this is exactly what tolkien wanted exactly right. yeah right yeah, and, and like, that's—I mean—there's that, so much of that too, right? Yeah, like, it, like the the idea of Tolkien spinning in his grave for anything—it's like fuck you, you don't know the guy. He's dead. That'd be amazing. But, if anyone's spinning like, in their grave? That'd be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good. Uh, and uh, transition pretty, to spooky. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty spooky. Just right there. Hands. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, so it is spooky season. Let's just jump right into it. We're I mean, talking about people spinning I mean, in their we've graves. We've had this background. This spooky we've had background. this background. We got bats. We got jack lanterns. We got which is weird, you know, because we don't post anything on YouTube. Shut anymore, up! So I, I posted really all of the Rings of Power episodes on YouTube. Did you really? I wow. did. I never wow. got I actually a single saw that. notification. I've a couple. Oh, That's actually so the gotta, main way I, I watch like them. watch most of your reaction videos. Oh, I like I don't use I don't use uh Spotify really. Oh, okay. We'll see. Then I I've guess, only listened. So I guess I should, I should go to put them on YouTube more. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, we are, we're talking about monsters. So like, that's one of the things, right. And, and um, yeah, this is something that I've been thinking about doing. So we've been doing this podcast for about two years. Um, this is mm-hmm. something that I've wanted to do uh, a little bit for, for at least a year and a half now, but uh, Pete actually, with his um awesome kind of monster TikToks lately, mm-hmm. um really drove very that silly. home, and that's why no, that's kind of why yeah. I I that's why I wanted Pete and Nick on here is because, um, not only that, but I know that Pete, you're you're a a horror fan, um for sure, big so, horror fan, definitely. Um, nice. so we're we're talking monsters, and monsters are not something that you know a lot of people think about, especially if if they're mostly into the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. Right. right. They're not getting super into all of the different, you know, creatures, monsters, all of that stuff that exists. But I mean, we're talking wargs, werewolves, dragons, wolves, spiders, vampires, um, orcs, trolls, like, you, you know, we've got necromancers, for, for better or worse, you know, Rates, whites, you know, yeah, like yeah. the. The, mm-hmm. the, I mean, the most terrifying thing, in my opinion, in the Lord of the Rings is the Barrowites. Like those are oh, so like scary. that whole scene <laughs> is terrifying, and the fact that it's not in the Peter Jackson yeah. movies, I understand why there's no Tom Bombadil and all of that stuff, so it makes a little bit of sense. But that is that scary shit. They would have recognized Peter would have done so good. Oh yeah, exactly. With his yeah. background exactly. in horror, absolutely. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. The, the people that they would have to uh, admitted that the Fellowship of the Ring is pretty much a horror book. Yep. Like, yeah. Like it pretty much is a horror book in itself. It really you, is, yeah. dude. The way it reads, the, the like the descriptions of certain things, like even when they're leaving, um, they're going through the thorn bush 
uh kind of heading towards uh maggots farmer maggots Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they like look back and they see like kind of this dark shape these two dark shapes kind of like Oh, right. uh, move along the, the like the line of of uh, the hill above them and they're like whoa what's that and they're like they were being followed the whole time it's just like stuff like that with like sp specifically the ring wraiths which are Right. Absolutely the nazgul terrifying. are crazy crazy frightening in my opinion for like Oh, yeah. a fantasy book And they really are, right? I mean, you're, you're like, that's the thing is when we're looking, even watching, like thinking about watching the ring, like the Lord of the Rings for the first time, which by the way, I've seen that type of thing go around a lot. Like if you could watch something again for the first time, 100% it would be the trilogy. 100%. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I could definitely do. It. I saw all the movies in like theater as well, so absolutely. I didn't because I was not allowed to because I was on a religious mission in Mexico at the time. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so I have a I'm not ashamed of this story. I was nine when Fellowship came out Okay. and I was scared shitless. So <laughs> scared that we had to leave. oh shit. Oh, really? <laughs> Oh my gosh, Damn. man. By I mean, the well, the or the orcs freaked me out so much that I like couldn't calm down. And when and then the wizard battle happened, I was like, "Oh fuck, what's happening with Gandalf? Oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck!" And my mom was like, "Okay, we should go." <laughs> like, like, we're so, just gonna, so, we're just gonna so you leave. didn't see Gandalf die in the in the when you were Not there. in the No, theaters. he'd be traumatized. Not in the theater. Yeah, Exactly. you would have been. I, I Oh would my have been. god! I would have been. Like, But then, but then, Nick fucking would three still months be later, in a corner, like rocking he wouldn't back be and here. forth. Well, Yeah. <laughs> like he would not be here. But then, you know, Talking Tolkien. five months later, when the VHS came out, not even the DVD, <laughs> yeah, the VHS, right. because that was that time where they were still releasing both. I got the VHS and watched it during the daytime, as I do. And uh, yeah, fucking loved it. And you And were then, okay then. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But but you're right, right? I mean, like, we're in the movies, our first sense of like terror comes from the Nazgul. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? And. Like, that's, and, and even a little bit the ring. Right. Because just just the darkness Mm hmm. of the ring, the scariness of the ring. Right. Yeah. Yes. And the Gandalf. sound engineering, It's it's right? the Like, uns like. it's the unseen aspect of like and that and this is true with like any kind of horror movie, right? The the Mm hmm. the monster loses its impact once you Once see you see what it, it looks like, right? right. Because Yeah. what you don't know is more terrifying than what you do know. So And 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 John Carpenter's The Thing or, you know, Halloween are perfect examples of that. yeah. We're like, Yeah. what's the scariest part of the thing? It's not knowing who's actually like a real human at that point. Right. Who's the, the Which, alien? which I would say when it comes to horror pieces of Tolkien, one of the best places that he does that is him telling us that Baron won't even speak of the nightmares that he went through in not, I can't even say it, Nandargortheb. Nan uh Nan Dungortheb Yeah, like that is Nandan perfect. Gortheb, I believe. Like Yeah. that is perfect. I am going to make you terrified. Yeah. Yep. Because Oh yeah. So it is Baron nightmare getting fuel. through that, and it, it is, it is fucking nightmare fuel. Like, like It is. that is And just that's like, a tar yeah. and fareth. And like that used to be Dorthonian, but <laughs> yeah. what's actually happening there, even like, I know there's obviously there's Ungolian, which is one thing. Right. Okay. But uh, the force is like the what magical forces of Sauron and, Melion and the girdle are like colliding with each other and i'm pretty sure the description tolkien uses in that it's very rare to hear him like really talk this way is like just sheer madness like Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 
created yeah. out of it. Yeah. And like true horror exists there. And I always wonder like what he means by that. Because our standard of horror now in the 21st century is far different than what Good his point. was in his time. And even then, like they still had like, you know, he'd probably been exposed. He'd been exposed to Asimov. I'm pretty sure he was exposed to obviously Mary Shelley, right. uh, Bram Stoker, uh, some of the older writers. Even I even would... things like Poe and Wells and some oh, of this, Poe, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Um, but even like I'm thinking more mythology too, with the more horror aspects mm. of that, where he probably read up on like the first aspects of like vampires or spirits or sure. race, especially Celtic, Irish, and Scottish lore is like so heavily. Like bound with the idea, <laughs> yeah, it's just like frightening. Even Faye, Faye and Irish, Irish like mythology is so yep. frightening. Like it's so yeah, frightening. It is. Um, and like thinking hide about that, kids, just hide like, your what? wife, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it makes you wonder, like, what was going down in that small little like crest, like near the mountains of like yeah, the portion yeah, yeah. of Bellarand. Wild. It's like, and it's just like I, I always picture it as like because he's an you know claim to be a necromancer at times like i would imagine just like wraiths and spirits and like almost like mm -hmm. walking dead aspects and then there's yeah. just like vampires yeah. probably rolling around there because i think in the baron and luthien story one of the only ways that juan and uh luthien can get through or i'm sorry uh baron and luthien can get through is you know as a vampire and a werewolf they have to yeah. you yeah, know right. take on guises it's the only way they get through all the way to Engban, of course. and there are things right. that flee from them like scary mm -hmm. things that go bump in the night that flee from them, right? But it's like, like oh fuck, Theron Gwethel's coming. Fuck, yeah, get out. yeah. it's <laughs> Theron Gwethel, and then, and then he looks like Dragoline, who a bolt right. died after the first like conflict between Juan, Baron, and Luthien in like Tolsirian. And like that's like that's the thing is in that area, and that's that's why that's one of my favorite pieces of writing, is because it really is this moment of like he says so much by saying so little. Yeah. Yep. Like by by telling us that one, it is a place of madness because mm -hmm. of these two magical forces. And, and I think what a lot of people um, or at least me, um, you know, something that I you know forgot about a little bit is the idea that like Melian and Sauron are basically the same. It's the same. They right. The like same. they are very, very similar in, in yeah. being in power. And and so when you've got their two forces kind of colliding, yeah, I mean, I don't know what type of shit is happening there. I mean, is there and not only that, but you have to think also about um, this made me think a lot about what it was that both of those forces were doing. So like Melian, mm. yes, she is a Maya and a force for good. But what she was trying to do was keep things out. And so, I mean, like that could mean that there are not necessarily scary things but powerful things trying to keep you out and if that collides with other like malevolent forces right trying to come in you've got some crazy shit that's happening the right? unintended because, co consequences yeah right it's not like why, melian's yeah. it's not like melian's magic in her in her realm was like unicorns and butterflies that's right. not what that was for. That was her magic was meant to keep to repel out, to repel. right? To repel. Yep. And so it's, I mean, which if, is, it's an opposite of Sauron because you would think as Sauron as himself, even as Gorthour the Cruel, which like his name was at that time, was still consistently looking for control and order. Right. And if he yes. did have like some similar force, like, because I would say Sauron is stronger than Melion because Melion's more like, 
Oh, call I'll Willie. Say it? <laughs> I, I, I know. I like well, Sauron I is stronger than Melian. Yeah, Sauron is stronger than Melian because Melian is more, I find, attached to Arda, being that she's like married and, and like and had you know, a child. With there. Yes. And had a child yes. and like yeah. well, like Sauron is still, you know, very he's much full blown Maya. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. he still no, he still adheres to some form the same way that Morgoth does when he comes in his second iteration. Like he's weaker, right. far weaker than any point in his life. But Melian like, can't change her form anymore. She can't exactly like exactly. She, she has what's the line like the trammels of the world? Like she has she's not fully incarnate like in Astari, but right. she's getting there. Yeah, right. yeah, pretty much. Like if she had been around for like I don't know an age or something, she would have been more like elf than anything. Yes, whatever. Yes. Who who are we to know? But uh. <laughs> Anyways, the whole point being is that, you know, Sauron is encroaching and constantly so and she's probably using all of her power at this point to keep the girdle up like you right. don't really hear about Melian doing much else than weaving, making Lembus and chilling with Galadriel. Right. And Talk being the wisest motherfucker in the whole yeah, world. Like, yeah, like, and having the and stupidest husband. Never, be, never, never being listened to, right? <laughs> fucking patriarchy, Elu Thingle. Right? Elu what were you up to? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, like, it's the straight terror of that. And it's just like these strange opposite forces, like, trying to encroach on each other. And, like, mm -hmm. to your point, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a really big Stephen King fan. I've read, like, all of his books. And I used to like H.P. Lovecraft. I don't anymore. For mm -hmm. obvious reasons. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> obvious obvious <reasons>. right. <laughs> and, right but there is that like concept of the unknown that tolkien really takes advantage of yep. a lot of the times even with like you know jumping two two ages ahead to the third age on weathertop when like frodo puts the ring on and Ooh. what he sees and they're like the scrunched up white faces mm -hmm. gleaming helmets and blades on fire and it's just like even then we don't really understand what's going on the same right. thing with nan Gorthab. we don't like understand what possible hell has been created by the sheer force of right. just like magical beings in middle earth because we don't even understand magic to a full extent exactly. right like that's the thing is like it's not like um you know i'm not um in in i've talked about this before i'm not a huge like fantasy buff honestly mm -hmm. but i do know that most fantasy realms have rules around magic mm -hmm. those rules around magic in like arda we don't really know. Tolkien never really laid those out outside of the fact that, you know, music yep. is, yeah, I mean, is it, one of them. It's also it's also, I think, magic in the sense of like, that's what we would define it as. Right. We would mm. see that and we'd say that's magic. Right. But right. They're yeah. essentially demigods. Right. So it's not yeah. really magic. Galadriel says that she not says, yet. like, this is what you might consider magic. But to me, it's just like. This yeah. is who I am. This is like, this is just what I, I do. Yeah, <laughs> like I yeah. chill with my like fear yeah. of Galadriel. I look at it sometimes, crazy. Yeah. Like, it's like I'm pretty sure most of y'all. I've talked about that letter that he wrote where he described yeah. the two different kinds of magic, like magia and um, some of the Goet G word Goetia. I think I old English is weird, but Goetia is more like what we think of when you're like casting a spell mm. versus magia being more innate, like. Yeah so it's basically who you are yeah. right like elves just the ability to think of an idea and achieve the thing is faster for them right so for them the thing just happens it to us it looks like it snap of a finger just happens but it's it's their you, innate ability you mentioned it the uh, some aspect of that the other day when we like so obviously ask each other trivia questions yeah. from the same <laughs> trivia team which you should check out on sunday oh being hosted by a couple of gentlemen here <laughs> um but like you mentioned it too with Finrod meeting men for the first time, he's just able yep. to understand them by reading their minds. And it's like, okay, yep. well, 
apparently elves can just read your mind if they really want to and not in like an right. invasive way but exactly. like they just speak to you through your mind and and tolkien talks about that so we'll get in there when we start talking about sauron more de- in depth i have a a thought there Ooh. but he talks about the concept he calls it osanwe that's the mm, i think the, the quenyo the quenyo word for it i don't remember um but all incarnate beings technically have this ability it's just about how strong their will is so mm. like we see this with pippin when he looks in the plant here talk about right. another freaky scene yeah um he oh he man barely hold on to his own will right, right. Well, sauron is just bearing down on him what the fuck that's incredible and that's yeah. through basically a middle earth cell phone or or zoom <laughs> or whatever you want to call it yeah it's facetime that's facetime yep oh man no like and 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 it is like it's 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 crazy the 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 magic and the the mystery that we get out of some of these things that we um we, when you dive into it Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not always at the forefront. Um, I do think that there there are scary things about Lord of the Rings, scary things, even about The Hobbit. Right. But these are things that pass quickly when you think about the other stuff. Yes. Right. That's it's not something that you always go back to. But man, is it there, especially when you get into some of the other things. Right. But like, I mean, you know, we were talking about about this place of this magic of of this um this colliding magic and it was to a point where like like i baron came out looking 10 years older yeah pretty mm-hmm. much yeah like but what who the else? fuck someone else went that, through man? that place didn't they uh they did. someone there was one other person so what didn't aradel like Arathel, Turgon, yeah Arathel, Arathel. i'm sorry yeah. i always say because the dh sound i got i know i know same <laughs> damn you martin shaw no. <laughs> <laughs> right exactly fucking martin damn shaw, you martin on. shaw he's so good Daddy oh, <laughs> oh my god and iluvatar that's how i said iluvatar like carlos corrected me i was like motherfucker i'm pretty sure that's not how you say it iluvatar yeah. There's like this thing in the back of the book that like just yeah. kind of tells you how to pronounce this stuff. Yeah. I don't, know if check. Also, I don't think Martin Shaw did. And that's actually exactly where what you I can did. like find that out. Is, is I looked it up and I looked up like how to say specific things, and I went back to Carlos. And it was it's on a podcast. I was like, Carlos, I have to apologize. You're right. I was saying <laughs> yeah. Iluvatar incorrectly. Damn. <laughs> well, I he mean, also I think he also says Aule Aula. Yeah, he says I a lot so. of things wrong. Yeah. Put it that way. Yeah. I mean, I love his his Silmarillion uh, is amazing. Incredible. The music's the best. It's like but, so random. I like, know. And it's just like boo 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 boo. Like is that, are those tambourines? Are you, what are you doing? <laughs> so good. Is Martin but, Shaw playing them while he's like talking? I know, right? <laughs> but it's it just, hard to is, fall asleep to that when that music comes on. When it comes on, it's suddenly like yeah. It's like, oh, I'm at the end of the chapter. <laughs> but yeah, you know, Arathel goes <laughs> goes through it as well with like her guards from Gondolin to get to like uh, the Nan Elmoth, you know? Right. Like, yes. And yes. it's just like, what did she, what did she see? They were like supposedly some crazy stuff went down because they got right. separated. Yeah. And yeah. Somehow she got out of there fine and dandy, but Baron, like- being a man. Could not handle it. He could not right, handle right. it. Yeah. And from hers, I feel like it was, it seems to be like a lot of like, 
it's mist unseen, and ghosts yeah. and yeah like it's the, the, the it's the unseen part right because right there's, there's that second there's that other plane right the plane that mm. the ring wraiths are on right the spiritual yeah. exactly exactly right? and whenever so, like Frodo think, puts the ring on and, and yes. you know uh, you know i think the elves in the first age they're a little bit closer to they're 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 tied closer to that, right? So that doesn't affect them as much as what I would mm. assume is the case. Whereas Baron is just a dude who just happened to be in there, right? He's just and walking through nightmare. Just, yeah. Like, like <laughs> he's just like, I'm kind of fed up with this joint. I'm going to yeah. die. I better go south to because my kid. Because on top of Holy all of that. Holy crap. Is that a giant spider? Like, <laughs> exactly. Well, that's the thing, right? Is on top of everything else, it's like, oh, Okay, this is also where there's a giant spider who is now spawning other giant spiders, yeah. devouring male noise. spiders, like just that, like mating yeah. and eating them, and eventually even, eating herself. Like even <laughs> worse, she could have been other forms and said, "No, this is this is how I want to look. This right. is how I want to be. I, I want to be a giant <laughs> fucking spider." Well, and like horns. that's the oh thing is like we we think about like. So when I think about Ungoliant, let's let, like let's go to that because spiders are fucking terrifying no matter who you I, are. The only Ungoliant that gonna, I I'll like I'll tell you a story. I'll is, tell you a story okay. about spiders. <laughs> the only Ungoliant that I like is the one from uh Shadows of War. <laughs> Whatever it is. Sexy she love. <laughs> Sexy she love. There you go. <laughs> I, I still haven't played those games. I have to get around to it. I've only like, played the I, first I, one. I've only played the first. I've heard about the second one, and I was like, oh, my God. I don't know if I, I heard it was one. wild, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Pete, I need to know your spider story because we're moving I'm on to scared. a movie. I'm scared of spiders, man. Like, I hate I'm spiders. actually like, I'm scared of spiders. But I listen to this other podcast, this horror podcast called No Sleep Podcast. And oh, I've yes. listened to that. I, I listened to all of it. I'm like, okay. I almost consider going to, uh, they, they're doing this thing in Colorado. I'm actually was born in Colorado, but they're doing something at the Stanley hotel, the outlook hotel. And mm-hmm. they're having this whole like event where you can meet Mike, Fla- Mike Flanagan, the guy who did like, uh, all the Netflix horror shows that have been coming out. And he also mm-hmm. did, uh, he did Doctor Sleep, which is the sequel to The Shining. Yeah. So he's nice. doing the fall of the house of Usher. And I'm so fucking excited. Oh yes, my god. Exactly. That's exactly. coming out next year. Yes, and I'm yes, stoked yes. about that. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> it's really it's really awesome. It's really awesome. But there's a story there that talks about like this forest and you know, it's just the way the story was described, and like my girlfriend knows about it. I made her listen to it too. Where like they end up meeting this like hybrid spider girl and she's like the size of a car. And the way they describe it, like I had nightmares for weeks after about it, just like scared of some horrifying hybrid creature coming to my window and just being like, yes. ah. <laughs> I was well, like, no, no, I mean, no. that's like, I mean, so, so the, the one thing that I used to do on Reddit is I would go to no sleep on Reddit mm-hmm. All the time. and, All the time. um, and when you was, can't sleep, right. Yeah. And there was a, there was <laughs> or like a whole, 10 a.m. There was a whole <laughs> subreddit about, I don't know if you guys ever read these about the, um, National Forest Service search yep. and rescue guy. Yes. Fuck, yes. Oh, oh, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. It was absolutely. so Ariel, my partner, she, there was one that like we read all of them. Right. Mm-hmm. But there was one where it talks about the boy camping and he's camping with his native American friend. Right. Oh, and this, this like deer walking on its hind legs come up oh, and like yeah. starts talking to him. Right. Don't say the word. <laughs> and Ariel, Ariel is just like, she's, she's like, I can't look at deer anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't go into the woods. I can't look like, like, no. Like, it's just, it's just, what? it's absolutely not. 
One of the first stories I ever heard that actually got me in like the whole no sleep thing was Ted the Caver. I don't know. Ooh, It's a really I don't know old if one. I know that Ted one. the Caver. It's it's one of the first. One of the first because no one could tell if it was real or fake because that's the point of no sleep. Right, At least right. how it, it, the first iterations was that like you couldn't tell if it was a real or fake story. And nowadays, like obviously you can. Dudes talk about Yeah. demon heads popping out of the walls and stuff. And you're like, Right, oh, yeah. that's that could be real. Um, <laughs> but anyways, like, you know, Take enough tabs and. of acid and it gets real. <laughs> <laughs> it could be real if you put your mind to it <laughs> like um but he, this whole thing was about this guy who found this cave system and he was like posting real pictures of him in the cave and like his friend and all these like very detailed points that only a caver would know and like how they like went in there and they found this crack and he went through and all this stuff and one other person tried to and it's just crazy because it's like there's something down there and they don't know what it is and it's just once again back to that unknown Right. that's probably why i like ungoliant the most is like i hate spiders don't get me wrong but just like her actions seem so like it, they embody certain like vices neg negative portions Right. of humanity Yeah. this gluttony Yes. for example Yeah. and like it's and like i know tolkien never intended to have any like really serious religious uh themes in his story he actually like stated that But he's like i wasn't really but you trying are to have who like you a highly are. religious Yeah, you are who yeah you exactly are. Right. you write what you know right and Right. But you know even old like even old Greek mythos and you know really focused on these flaws of humanity you know right narcissism mm -hmm. for example you know hubris huge factor of you know even Germanic lore like Beowulf the same way oh and definitely uh, like Ungoliant is the epitome of gluttony like yeah and yeah there's not many forms of it in any of the rest of Tolkien either and we see that so much and even so like they say like apparently she devoured herself in the end Right. and I Well, love Sauron's that. pride, right? So if Ungoliant's gluttony, right? Sauron's pride. All right, let's figure them all Let's out let's now. figure Um, them out, right? Also, <laughs> can he put I him just in there say, somewhere. yeah. Carlos, you put me in the perfect location because it's dark here mostly, but I'm right underneath the moon. And it's Yes. like, if And it you're looks not watching yeah. this on YouTube, guys, you really should because it's just Yes. like, it's, it's just hitting It me looks perfect great. right now. <laughs> um, Oh man. yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing, right? Is like, we he gave us like you said this is one of the few times where he full-on gave us like a a vice her only true goal was to devour Yep. that's Yeah. really what she existed for which is why i kind of argue against the idea that she was a maya um Mm. more I don't I I don't think she's a Maya either. yeah i i feel like she's more one of those especially and we and She's we get a this bombadil. in the book of Well, yeah, exactly. Like Tom We basically get this. We get this in the book of the book of Lost Tales in this idea that like there were other beings definitely. that also Yeah. came down to Arda, right? And Yeah. It's and true. and 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 that's kind of where I see her as is this like being of darkness She's the that discord. took the form of yeah. She like she is just like I she's mean, there to devour. Tom could You're not also wrong. be the discord, right? Right. Ooh, Tommy Ooh. B. Tommy B. I hate when people say he's a Louvatar. I'm like, that man is something It's the fucking else. worst. It's the fucking You worst. can't say he's <laughs> a Louvatar. like, stop Louvatar that. It's is a like, weak argument. It's such yeah, a weak it's argument. like, come Yeah. on, man. Why would a Louvatar really be what, doing what Tommy B is doing, trying to like, you know, bang a water, like a water spirit or whatever, like a river spirit? I'm just going to throw that out there. Like, I don't mean to be that way, but like, I, <laughs> I, I mean, very, I don't know. You've yeah. got, Zeus, you've got Zeus, the god. Zeus I don't, did it. Zeus I know. did I was it. going to say, I was going to say, you've got, you've got Zeus. You've got the god of, um, I don't know if you've ever watched uh, Supernatural, but the god of Supernatural Yeah. world just comes down and is just Oh an yeah, ordinary he does. dude. Oh man, that's such a 
weird yeah. story. And then they blast it with a shotgun or something. Yeah, I it's great. I, I fucking love it. I was it. like, wow. Uh, wow. That's um, <laughs> pretty crazy. But, but outside uh, of that. Um, Goliath, it, there's other spirits that exist like in the realm of. And you like know this. You've read Book of Lost Tales of Silmarillion. You know there's other spirits that come down. Yes. There's okay. for one example like you know the things that were spawned from Morgoth or Melkor in his first iterations where you heard of creatures with like horn and becoming violent and so forth. But there's also yep. other spirits like you know the the watcher is something that we don't truly understand in yeah. itself like and another thing that you could argue is like you look at stuff like vampires and werewolves are so different than you know how they work in actual horror stories we know so well where they're not like you know these iterations where they transform and there's a full moon or you have right. to be bitten to be a vampire they're vengeful spirits possessing creatures right and then like almost like mutating into like far more violent things or like horrendous things well and, and we and we and we get some beautiful images of that too i mean I, you know you say beautiful but it, it, it's horror but that that doesn't take away from the beauty of no. the writing right i mean i still think that one of the most terrifying moments of tolkien's writing is the death of finrod the um finrod and baron being that dungeon and every one of their companions one by one being yeah. devoured by werewolves while they just sit there and watch and, and then wait. finrod i mean like for all of you who got into tolkien and found our podcast because of rings of power i know that you saw scratches on finrod and i know that you heard about galadriel talking about finrod Finrod naked wrestled a werewolf and tore him apart with his bare fucking hands as he died. The truest yeah. that ever was. It's yeah. insane. <laughs> like, and and that like that moment, that darkness, that that like evil that existed there. I feel like we get so much of that with with wolves i don't know what it was with tolkien and wolves but holy shit like <laughs> wolves are terrifying in his world because we've got we've got wolves we've got wargs and we've got werewolves yep. right and they're all different things um yes. to be completely honest i didn't know what the fuck the difference was between a wolf and a warg until today it I'm, was today I, very that, recent for me too like was I, I realized what a warg and a wolf like we're not this yeah, same descriptive same thing. thing like i was just yes. like yeah this like a yeah, demon a possessed talking, wolf a <laughs> yep. demon possessed wolf is essentially what a warg is wargs have their own fucking language that's terrifying you want this giant ass chihuahua that rings of power gave us oh my god that thing's so speaking <laughs> to each other looking. like get that's out of here insane like anyone I, who said that design was like it. terrible like has never been attacked by a chihuahua <laughs> that's what i'm saying dude chihuahua <laughs> like, <was> terrifying. <laughs> like i've never seen a small dog come for your ankles and you're like running for your life trying to open the door while they're just like nipping at you uh, never i literally uh, see it every day when my chihuahua attacks <laughs> my doberman uh <laughs> i live it pete i live it <laughs> he's like a miniature chihuahua yeah she's tiny but it's That's just hilarious. like it, it it is it really is terrifying what he does with with wolves in the legendarium yep. right because like we get some scary instances with wolves in general so like in when, when they're marching through the snow right and they mm -hmm. get attacked again anybody who's just seen the movies you don't know about this part unless you've listened to uh Tolkien with friends yeah. uh, she's talked about this multiple times um but the uh you know the moment where they are attacked and surrounded by wolves 
um, right? Once they get back Such down from moment. the mountain, um, you know, that's a very scary moment. It's that what's in the darkness type of thing, right? And mm. again, Tolkien is great with this, like what is in the darkness? And then he gives his, and then like just anybody who's like, casually hey i'm gonna pick up the silmarillion what the fuck there's werewolves <laughs> yep. yeah like yeah totally <laughs> like, it's like it's so chill, chill on it's like hey yeah you know baron's down there whoop you didn't know this is the isle of werewolves and it's yeah. like you have an island dedicated to werewolves <laughs> right? like yeah it's a, it used to be the tower tower of wizardry but you know we, we moved on from that we, we <laughs> fixed it we fixed it it's we've fine we've new management we've upgraded. new management <laughs> and and it is crazy because like I mean, I mean, like you were saying, Pete, um, and maybe this is something that you could speak on a little bit more because you have been doing those TikTok lately. Um, one of the things that I found about like werewolves is essentially this idea that like they are these malevolent spirits of either men or elves. We really don't know mm. that were kind of twisted into with the form of a wolf. And then, like you said, a werewolf isn't necessarily like they're not changing on the full moon. They simply no. are this right. always. They're not lycanthropes. They right. just are. Yeah. They yeah. just are. And and in my mind, um, what I have always thought when I've seen this outside of Karkaroth, oddly enough, hmm. um, what I have always seen is basically like the werewolf of Van Helsing. Like when when um when what's his name? Um Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman turns into a werewolf like that i love always. that movie i don't care what anyone says it's an it's amazing so it's, 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 it's great i love it it's the so dialogue good. dracula says is so wild He's, he is one of the best draculas his drama and everything is so fantastic dude it's, i like if they get if they came out like i don't care about wolverine if they came out with the helsing too i would like flip a oh, shit i'd be like oh my god i want that <laughs> i want that <laughs> Sorry, Hugh. That's what I want. That's, that's Igor, what we that want, was guys. wild. Like, fuck oh, your okay. Deadpool three. We want yeah. Van Helsing two. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, you know, werewolves are strange. Like, because werewolves are actually a lot of people think they're just European uh, lore. They actually are Indian. They're they're European. They're Asian. You know, there's so mm -hmm. many different iterations of like crazed possessed wolves and i would imagine that tolkien took most of his uh inspiration from the idea of like a wolf or what he thinks is a werewolf from like more german if not nordic like folklore mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but yeah they're actually the same idea that these these spirits these lesser spirits that exist in the world um that came down into arda um, and can actually almost be manipulated by individuals like Sauron, which is one of the reasons why I think necromancer is a really appropriate term for him. Because a necromancer isn't someone that's just with the dead. You could almost twist it to be someone who could control spirits. Mm. And he's able like to that. take these spirits and pour them into these, you know, creatures, one being a wolf, and <clears throat> you know, and mutilate them almost, maybe Morgoth does better yet, to almost like yeah. take on more ferocious forms and then have an identity too. So it like supersedes the whole like idea of having the imperishable flame in them. Um, and I really think that there's like almost uh, like a linear like way that this works where we started with werewolves and then it like, or like wolves and the werewolves and the wargs. Mm -hmm. And it's like kind of how it worked <laughs> in the end. But yeah, there's like different iterations of like empowerment too, where like Sauron empowered one wolf 
like mm-hmm. that fights them in Tolsirian. While Morgoth with Karkaroth lets him feed on his blood as well. I'm sorry, or something yes. like that. Yeah. And he yes. becomes like ferocious as well. So there's definitely an aspect of like, you know, these lesser spirits being capable of being empowered, possessing, you know, and taking like new forms in Middle Earth, which is like, it's just like barely mentioned. Like Tolkien's like, yeah, you know, vengeful spirits possess this thing. It was bad. Right, <laughs> like, right. <laughs> but that's the thing is like dwelling on and and kind of like I said, with the wargs, so like that's something that I didn't know until literally today. Right. But like with other things, I mean, dwelling on these these things that 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 Tolkien just gives us very little of, but enough to be terrified. Right. (laughs) Then it's Mm -hmm. it's it's this idea of like, well, what like what were they actually like? Because like you said, there is a difference in in my mind and in and, and maybe it's simply, you know, we've talked about this in in TikToks and in the um in 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 our podcasts and everything else our minds will paint pictures and our minds will paint pictures of what we know right and so my mind has always seen dragulin um and the werewolves of sauron and even sauron himself when he transforms into a werewolf as that that werewolf of van helsing right like that's that's what i see i see underworld I oh, see and, underworld actually. Yeah, and Ooh, and see that's and that's great yeah. too, right? And it, mm-hmm. but Karkaroth I see as the like Norse giant wolf. Yes. Fenrir. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it's not it's not the same. It's not this well, this hind leg walking. You point that you point wolf. that out, but you see there's these parallels because Tyr, the god of war or the Icy or whatever whatever the term is, uh, puts his hand in Fenrir's mouth and says promise if we chain you up that nothing will happen to you and you'll come to no harm and if you do you can eat my hand ah, like baron a little bit of baron one, there yep yeah. and Kanamon, the one-handed mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so it's interesting you mentioned that stuff because he was like definitely like the Ida influenced right. him so much but it's like it, i find like well it's here's a good thing it's like it's interesting because the lessons he took or like the points he took from that story and then like obviously he just possibly could have just had it for like almost like an easter egg in his own story right. that like someone got their hand eaten off exactly. by well and yes, that's exactly and, and we're 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 all a part of the uh the the same or uh, similar minds when it comes to tolkien and stuff i feel like the hardest part um and and pete and nick you might you might say the same thing the hardest part about talking about those types of things those those similarities that we all know and that we all see is that they are also dog whistles um, you know, for a bunch of white supremacist assholes. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. you know, saying that like, oh, see, see, you admitted, you admitted that it is like this type of. It's like, yeah, yeah. but fuck that's, you, not in the that's same. That's not Vikings way. though. Yeah. Vikings right. were individuals. They could be farmers. They could be poor men who just like would opt to go and try to pillage something Vi- for wealth. Viking is a is a verb. Right. Yes. Right. right? Thank a, you. Thank you. To, it is a verb. You're right. To go Viking. Right? Yes. Right. Is is so that's the act of what they do. Yeah. Right? To and go raiding. Basically. Yeah. To go raiding. Essentially. Mm-hmm. Right. They cowards. Uh, they were absolutely cowards. Yeah. <laughs> first, like first, like point of like you know, uh, you know, pushback or like any form of like combat, they were out. They would book yeah, it. It's like nope, we're done. We're gone. 
Thanks. Bye. I can't bother with this anymore. This isn't worth my time and my life. <laughs> right. I, I don't I know do... how to fight. I have a stick. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's like, it, it's great though, that we like that those similarities exist. And like what you were saying about the idea of like, it, I'm, I'm thinking about all these monsters Right. And I'm going through trying to put this outline together and and thinking about all of the different monsters that actually do create, you know, the world of Middle Earth and, and so many things that we don't know. So many things in the darkness that we just don't know about. And really, the more and more I look into the monsters of Middle Earth, the more fucking terrifying Sauron is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like. So many of these monsters come from his mind. So many of the terrifying things that happen, like not not Morgoth, right? Like, yeah, like, yes, there are monsters that are created by Morgoth. But the things that Sauron does are twisted and scary and evil. And just like, yep. I mean, starting right out the gate with with um with uh, fucking uh, Gorlim. Like oh, one of the very man. first times we're introduced Dude. to Sauron. Yeah. Oh. Like, that is absolutely terrifying what he does there. Imagine how good it would have been if the Silmarillion came out first. And like that's your first iteration of Sauron. You see like oh. his growth into power. It's been so good. But like even then, it's like I, I think in that part of the even story, still. like I feel like pulling it out, but uh, you know, he even laughs at that moment. Yes. He laughs. Yeah. Like he's just so man like it's not even maniacal. Well, it's, so it's the um, it's the cruelty in what it what he did, right? It's just it's just uh he is just cruel in that he, he's enjoying he his is, game he's he is played. keeping his yep. promise to him, right? He's like, yes. I am keep I am gonna keep my promise to you. It's just uh it's not the it's not the way you think, right? Like she's right. dead and I'm gonna You're gonna be you reunited, to, I promise. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> yep. send you to her. And we see this sorcery, right? We see him being a sorcerer. We see him with this idea of necromancy. We see him mm -hmm. being the leader of fucking werewolves and vampires. I'm sorry. What? Like, this man is terrifying. Like, he is, he is, I, you know, and I've talked a lot about different Maiar and, and Valar and stuff like that, but like researching this podcast, I'm like, Sauron, like especially first and second age Sauron, Sauron is fucking terrifying. Like first he, age the, Sauron, he transforms is into a werewolf and a vampire whenever he yeah. wants. Yeah, all right, yep. he's just and the way they describe him is he has iron claws and wingspan and like glowing red eyes or something, and then he flies over and like his blood spills out and burns the ground. It's like some wild thing like that. Mm -hmm. And like, he, yes, okay, he lost a pawn. Juan's the best. I love he's a good boy. But, <laughs> he's the goodest boy. But like he Sauron, the of all boys. he's literally a hound of Valinor. Like he's empowered by so much. Who knows if he's not like some form of a spirit or mire himself. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, Sauron lost, but he escaped. Right. And like he consistently gets out of it. Yeah. And even like his need to control and find order in all things is almost more evil than Morgoth flat out wanting to just mar yes. Arda. Yeah. So that actually brings me to something. And again, I, I don't even know if I really put it into I kind of did put it in the outline, but it's something that came to my mind when I was when I was researching a little bit more into the monsters. And actually, I would like I would like to know Nick's thoughts on this a little bit. Sure. Um, but this idea of so Sauron and the idea of order, right? This mm. this idea of him wanting 
you know, for better or worse, his, as Carlos calls him, his uh, my way or the highway OCD that he <laughs> yeah. has, right? Yeah. Literally, um, yes. Yeah. I feel like it is pro- possible, maybe even probable, that a lot of these things, these like captured spirits, these tormented spirits, these demons that we might call them, are are lost spirits of orcs or yep. avari yep. or 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 whatever else that that continue to wander because they don't have a place and so he's finding an order for them a terrifying fucking order for them yes 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 so everything we've just been talking about for the last you know 20 minutes or whatever is like it sounds like utter chaos right like just evil incarnate with no direction to it but no Sauron is trying to guide them into something. You're absolutely right. So when we talk about his twisting, it's the best he can do because there's no creation other than Iluvatar, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it's the best I can do, guys. I'm going to (laughs) force you into this form like a wolf or a Get in there. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Get in there. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, no, I I think that's a great suggestion, Chris, because what are they going to do? They are wandering spirits. And that's one of the potential explanations of the wargs and the werewolves, right? Yeah. Is embodied Avari or embodied humans. You know, well, because because don't the elves they they have the choice to go to the halls, right? To be called mm. to the halls, right? It's a call, not a demand. Right. Yes, so, exactly. So and yeah, so I think So the Faya, their their Faya, yeah, it can it can choose whatever it wants, right? Well, so even when they, it's not so much when they die, they could choose to just like kind of, you know, exist and meander around and just like wander. But um, the way that elves work and, you know, you brought up Fea and the Hora, which is like their body form because there's Mm -hmm. their body and their spirit forms. Um, It's it's great because I actually wanted to talk about this today because I actually did a TikTok on the Nazgul as wraiths and, you know, just a comparison to what like wraiths are in our you know, our horror stories yes, that we right. deal with, even like, you know, older, I'm just talking more contemporary where it's yeah, like, sure. it, it's just this idea that, that as they linger, like their body burns so hot and their spirit burns so hot. And a perfect example of that would be someone like Feanor in his first, like when he, as right. he approaches and like what he is and what he did to Muriel and his yeah. battle with Gothmog and what have you and his body turning to ash. But later on, like, you know, as elves dissipate, like, and they leave and they, they tarry too long, their yeah. body's almost like, you know, they could die, mm-hmm. but their spirits mm-hmm. won't. And their spirits become actual wraiths. And that's something I didn't get to talk about, but there are different forms of wraiths where there could be like these vengeful spirits, which are actual wraiths. There could be ring wraiths, which is what the literal translation of black speech or Cinderin would be is, you know, ring wraith Nazgul. Yeah. Will mean wraith, and then of course there's this idea that if you tarry too long, or even if you're a Maiar, which happens to Sauron and Saruman, even mm-hmm. though he's blown away, is that you kind of just become this invisible thing that exists, and you just yeah, kind of spirit float of along, malice, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, not even a not even a spirit of malice in a sense, like because these elves don't have to be malicious. Oh, oh I just meant specifically Sauron. And Sauron. Oh, but yeah, in the yeah. first stage, I don't know what was going on because at that time, I don't even know if it could have been Avari. That's so early on. Like, could they have been such like spirits wandering around or like so many of them dead? At that point, I feel like they would have just taken them and, you know, in that iteration being the Silmarillion, you know, tortured them yeah. and made them yeah. thralls or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I often around. read, I often read the 
interpretation of the Avari as those were the ones that were too afraid of the co- they they bought well, in too yeah. much to the and, propaganda. And let's basically. talk about. I mean, this is this is something that Carlos and I, especially now mm. that the rings of power are out, but something that I have really wanted to talk about with Carlos, and we've been talking about it forever, is the the fate and destiny of orcs. Yeah. Right. Mm. Let's let's Why talk not? about like if orcs do receive that call as well, how many of them are going to accept it? Right. And if mm. they don't, then what happens to their spirit? Do they just linger in Middle Earth and then become get to become <laughs> twisted by by Sauron or, you know, whatever? I, I don't else? know. That, that's a really good point. Me personally, if I had a comment on it, I would say they don't go to the Halls of Mandos because they don't even know what the Halls of Mandos are. Right, but and that's like they have no, they, but they have no conceptualized idea that there's like the Valar who would be willing to accept them regardless of their actions, because they recognize them as children of Iluvatar. Right, they're probably been convinced by someone like Morgoth or Sauron that like the Valar are evil beings that seek out to end your be- lives, like to end your existence. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So they may just grip to whatever aspect of life yes. they can and just kind of. Leave those floating wraiths, yeah, and just not even bother to go anywhere. At least that's how I'd interpret that. Yeah, I I, I buy into that. And Mm -hmm. the issue is, as we get, you know, as as Morgoth is expelled into the void, and then as Sauron is defeated the fourth time. (laughs) (laughs) That pesky Sauron. That pesky Sauron. So, like, what are those spirits going to do? Right. Like, like, let's talk, like, post-War of the Ring. What right. happens to the spirit of orcs? That's a sad, horrifying thought. Honestly, it is. I I hope they get summoned. You know, like yeah. there's a capability yeah. of summoning people to the hall of Mandos. Mandos, you know, being capable of doing that, and it's just like that emo kid. You know, but if you've been lied to your whole time, right? Told like, yeah, these people, they're not, or you know, that these Valar, they're not, you know, yeah. don't have your best interest, right? Are you still? Know. Are you going to answer it, right? It's, it's, maybe it's if, if you just. You've just been following this guy around for like a millennia and he just putzed <laughs> around and lost I mean, the, his piece of jewelry and then it, <laughs> it, it gets destroyed and he's done. And you're like, what is this? And then you see this cool guy. He's like, hey, look, it's been a bad time. Why don't you come over here? It'll be OK time. Who knows? And then it's a question also like, of like, hey, we've got my chemical romance over here, guys. Right. It's, exactly. It's be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's also the question of how far the marring of Morgoth really goes. Yes. Is it just a physical form or is it a spiritual mm. form? too? Right. Where like, I mean, Morgoth's the very ring essence of their spirit is right. all about that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Is the it's fact that like Arda is I mean, Arda is permanently scarred by mm-hmm. Morgoth. It just, but, it just yeah. but what we about even further but, and say the Andulinde and the music of the Ainur that that was purposeful and this is fate for that to have even right. from the start. Right. True. But, true. But like, but like, that's the problem, right? Is that still the issue of, I mean, this, this is my, my fun head cannon <laughs> into spooky season. Are you ready? Hit me. The, um, that's exactly what happened to the the orcs that did not listen to the summons of um mandos is we still see them today in all of our ghost hauntings in all of our ghouls and everything else like that is those spirits that stayed behind so i nice <laughs> i totally agree with that because like look at what 
Tolkien is doing. He's essentially providing us with a fan fiction. And yes, I just called Tolkien fan fiction. <laughs> uh, no, that's true. That's true. Explanation yeah. of the hidden people. So right. like the Icelandic and yeah. Nordic co- concept of elves is hidden people, right? That's what happens to the good elves that that tarried too long and their hurla, you know, dissolve into nothing and their their fey are left. Right. The orcs are the malevolent version of that. Right. I totally buy that. Like your haunted house, that's fucking orc. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I mean, that's fucking Shagrad. Fucking Shagrad's just. just (laughs) Shagrad, you get out of here. What was that dude's name I talked about earlier, Nick? Radbug. Uh, uh, Get out of here, Radbug. Get rid of him. (laughs) Getting your your eyes squeezed out of you. (laughs) Oh, man. But uh, I, I, I made a video about vampires and discussed that where it's like, you know, Tolkien used these aspects and created his own backstory to like why these things exist. Exactly. Because even as one of his letters, he argues like, and when he wrote it in the sixties, he's like, technically we'd be in the seventh age of Middle Earth right now. Right. And which is which is the entire point of a mythology in the first place, right? Yes. You find something that yeah, already exists and you give it an explanation. And you just build on it. Yeah. Egyptians thought a giant like dung beetle was pushing the sun through the sky, for example. Obviously, it wasn't, but you know, that's Obviously what they thought. Uh, who is it, Chris? <laughs> it's, a, it's a tree. Like yeah. that guy. That tree. man, that guy was mad. He, yeah. he was so <laughs> upset with. Oh, that guy. I remember you are in the sky. Dude. Like, it's not a tree. It's a fruit from a tree. It's a fruit, it's All right? a fruit <laughs> from a tree. Come on. Being flown uh, by like, a woman. Gonna... Nope, that's where. <laughs> no. How are you going to argue with that? Or are you to believe some guy in a chariot's dragging it along the sky like come on man <laughs> please more to oh work my with. gosh <laughs> uh, so good so um, that's that was great i love that no i mean it, and it is and that brings us i mean you know we've been talking about sauron for a while now and kind of that hidden world but like the fact that 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 tolkien did do that and he did it well of this idea of giving us these these unseen this hidden world and these things that have already existed. Um, Pete, you, you know, you talked about this a little bit and this isn't necessarily the podcast to go into it, but you know, anytime mm-hmm. somebody says that, um, you know, you know, Tolkien had a huge, like that there was a religious, a Christian religious base in his writing. My mm-hmm. thing that I always come back to is, and, and tell people this, and I, I feel like most of them don't understand it is this idea that yes but most of the things in the christian mythology came from other mythologies before that absolutely 100 percent and so it's like we're just getting an explanation through another mythology yes. of these things and we don't really get much of an an explanation of some of them but they exist in his world so that we can then say later on that they exist in ours, right? Right. I, I think one of the coolest things that I, at least I try to do, and I don't like, I, I've seen the movie. The movie is terrible, but like about Tolkien's life, Nicholas Holt, and oh, you know, right. bless their souls for trying to make a <laughs> it was movie fine. that yeah. intertwined his books with his bio, his like actual life. But you know, I try to put myself in the shoes of a man who would be Tolkien at the time of his like birth and to him growing up, and to think about the mm-hmm. stories that really influenced him mm-hmm. and his 
upbringing like he was pretty much raised in a very religious background yeah but not yeah. only that if you think about the stories that he was really reading about like the stuff that he talks about that we already have established like dragons you'd think something like saint gregory for example or mm -hmm. early iterations of the hydra or serpents within like you know greek mythos or you know another perfect example of that would be like you know orcs and goblins with the fairy queen story and like you know yes. going all the way back to like 10th century which is like his main study at that time middle english um but it's like a per give you two sides like yes he tries to create these iterations and create his own religion in almost a non-religion in tolkien because in yeah, truth right. there's there's not temples temples are frowned upon the only right. times we ever hear about temples are the temples near like the sea of rune and the east or like something like uh you know the temple in of melkor yeah. in numenor which yeah. actually we were talking about earlier as well because you know <laughs> we giving her trivia all the time <laughs> every day like just get yeah. it in there Pete. you better all do your trivia best all the time <laughs> <laughs> it's actually hilarious because like if you were to look through our like transcript the chat you'd be like what Dude. the fuck are these kids talking about <laughs> are they arguing about sindar like versus quenya sindar versus Quenyan right now it's ridiculous oh, but and of course <laughs> callie's in the background like taking notes like oh yeah i'm gonna stump them with this one <laughs> damn it they already said it cross it out <laughs> yep but uh, uh but yeah good. like you know, religious aspects, he can't help but pour and intertwine them into his story. Right. And also with the same mythos that he spent years and years studying. But mm -hmm. to go one step further, he also has taken inspiration from it. And a perfect exactly. example of that is the Barrow Whites are not mentioned in anything else but Tolkien's books, actually. And they're mm. fucking terrifying. They're terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. I mean, there's like iterations, but like technically his idea of a white is like what a spirit is to most other like cultures or right. like almost like an undead zombie at times. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Like, and, and, and like, I still just have from the, from the very first time reading these books, I still have such a vivid fucking image of what my brain was painting inside yes. of this, like, cave that they were in as this this hand this fucking like undead spirit hand reaches out and <sighs> like terrifying i mean grabbing like, for the sword I, across their throats yes I mean, jesus christ holy it, it's, crap that's so that's good absolutely so frightening but what's more frightening is when like frodo gets lost yes and frodo loses the rest of them in the voice that he hears in the background i'm like i have the oh, book right in front of me yes. i'm trying to find it um, the the little song that that it sings yeah yeah where it's like um let me see it's what Gollum sings in the movies yeah, cold, right yeah. cold, cold be heart and hand and bone yeah yeah, yeah, yeah cold be sleep I... under stone never more to wake on stony bed never till the sun fails and the moon is dead in the black when the stars shall die and still on gold here let them lie till the dark lord lifts his hand over dead sea and withered land it's very freaky and it's, it's very frightening so very good Poe like it is it's very that's actually exactly what i was thinking is how like how very edgar Allan poe that that whole that, thing yeah, that is poem. right there and that that's like yes. inside but before that he's like you know he he thinks he hears a muffled cry and like he hears in the background and like he hears this dread voice and i think the way they describe the voice is like very frightening like where it just like it cries out for him. It's like, where are you? Like this icy voice on the wind. It's like, yes. where are you? And that's, and, and, that, and he says that, right? It's icy. It like, like yeah, icy does. pierces his heart type of thing. 
like it, yeah like here like, he said uh said a voice deep and cold that seemed to come out of the ground i am waiting for you yeah Fuck. Fuck. that is horror. fucking terrifying like that is fucking horror terrifying. right there like that yeah. that's oh, that's what that is and he and he does it so well and like i mean that even that poem and whether or not tolkien um intended this um, I do like that he left it open for people and like a part of me is thinking like, I hope he just somewhere is enjoying the shit that so many people say about his stuff. Right. Yes, but absolutely. like, it has but like be. the idea of Barrel Whites being like these twisted zombie orcs who understand who the Lord of darkness is, who understand like, you know, because like that's in there, you know, until the Lord of darkness comes like this, mm. this whole and it thing. ties back into that idea of necromancy and, right. and control over, yep. like spirits of sorts. And it like, it's Basically. just like these, and, and, and maybe even men, maybe malevolent men that turned and their spirits stayed because of that or something, you know? And yeah, like so dick you know some background about the barrow downs and like what they used to be and what yeah it used to be part of it used to well it used to be for arnor uh, the kings of arnor but then it was cardalon yeah Yeah. uh, that even later and and that's Um, how i always viewed it right i always viewed it as the 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 dead spirits of of those because wasn't it cardalon that went to um uh to essentially to Sauron's side at the beginning. Oh, uh, it was uh, Rudar. Rudar, Rudar actually. Rudar was the first to fall. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, but they were the first like tempted by power and tried because they were like right. battling right. regions because uh, I think yeah. his name was Arendor was the last son, like yep. main king of Arnor and then those... Could, could that be a trivia question? Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh my lord. Well, you know, here we are again. <laughs> but yeah, uh, exactly. after that, his sons fought over the regions and what have you and it kind of like yes. had that major breakdown. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. But the, which, actually, the which weapons is essentially of... just is is European history. I mean, that's yeah, no, but I'm pretty sure the the mm-hmm. exactly, exactly, and also that you know George R. R. Martin, obviously yeah. the Game of Thrones, too, War of the Roses, huge. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, I'm pretty sure the swords that they have are swords of Westernese, yeah, and that's why they're able to hurt, like for example, the Witch King, the Witch right. King, um, and so they're actually older than like cardalon they're older than that area and so there's always been like a point of contention i think with yeah, how so, old the barrow downs actually are so there's there's some history of that's where the people who were related related to the adine who didn't keep going west that's where they would bury people right mm. and then post fall of Beleriand, you know post fall of numenor the dunadine mm. come Right. And so that's where some kings of Arnor were. And then that's that ended up being where Cardalon was. Yeah. And so the bodies that the whites are inhabiting, this is my personal interpretation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are obviously the bodies of fallen lords and, and people of that place. Maybe ladies too, because she, he finds ladies. The golden oh, the brooch. brooch. Yeah, exactly. Brooch, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You're totally right. Totally right. It, it's people. Good point. Right. Good mm-hmm. point. It's further terrifying because the origin of the word white is old english i I assume it's pronounced the same w-i-h-t which means living being or creature it just meant person right and then in saxon what became anglo-saxon was thing or demon but like it originally just meant like 
there's a dude hanging out. There's a person, right? <laughs> this is my so, weed hitter, my friend. <laughs> which is which is so great because that's like the European. Because the word zombie, I, I'm wary of using the word zombie with this stuff because it that's I'm okay, derived, with it. <laughs> but it's derived from voodoo, and right. that's a that's a whole other thing that is appropriated often too much but well there i i like to look at it as this there's americanized horror there's european horror yep. and then there's also cultural horror or yes. like at least terminology from it we have a very americanized horror that kind of bleeds a lot of different other older yeah. mythos mythos so like saying zombie is like i mean we have the bayou there's a huge culture down yes. there for just you know <laughs> but put it that way. but to to that point though the fear that zombies elicit in us is the what happens when your autonomy is completely removed from yourself yeah. right and right. so that's what's happening when your body is literally being used to do something else that's that's to me where the real horror of the barrel whites comes from so we can really say from yeah. from what you're saying on there you're saying like uh, that this is closer to a almost a a demonic de demonic possession of an already dead vessel mm. yeah mm. well not even the vessel the spirit like right that's the question right is yeah. it the spirit or is it the vessel cuz we know they didn't come back until the witch king came back into power right right like, yeah. him like literally coming by he was like oh yeah do dark shit. I'm going to go do dark shit over right. here. <laughs> I'll be um, over here doing dark shit. With, well, you know, exactly. you dark I need to flank him. I need to flank him. I need to flank shit. him. But then we get Mary <laughs> having the, basically the vision or the dream of the Cardolan Prince, yeah. right? Like, remembering getting stabbed with a spear was it oh my god so like oh, i don't know if right the they spirits. remember like they're laying there and they remember the like whatever tomb they're on they remember how the individual died exactly so, like, they experienced it almost interesting but then when they cut like the description of the hands like they cut the hand off and mm -hmm. you know frodo looks back and he could have sworn that he saw like a hand crawling still fucking like, still disembodied but they, the way it's like wispy <laughs> they say it's wispy almost like it's not flesh Exactly. Exactly. Spirit's hand, like cut off. So, the, so the the real point of everything we've just been going off about is, I love that we don't have an answer, and that's why yeah. it still makes me shiver, even though right. I know it so innately. Like, it's still terrifying because we just don't Oof. know. And and I don't know. And and I think that's like I think that was kind of kind of the point of a lot of uh, of a lot of this podcast that I wanted to drive through is like we we know uh, the fandom anybody who's listening to this podcast really knows mm -hmm. orcs they know trolls they know dragons right they know these which are scary monster creatures right yeah. but but these things that we've talked about are our fucking nightmare fuel that like that are just like we even not even talked really about talked about Balrogs and like Balrogs are probably the scariest thing that most people know. But like for right. me, everyone always picks pictures Balrogs that like wings and scales and all this. Me, I picture like a demonic like spirit being yes. with like Fire with engulfed in flames, and I'm like. Yes. This is far, far more frightening if I was in the middle of my home at like three in the morning and I turned right. the corner and there's some like dark figure standing there. I'd be like, I'd, I'd piss myself. Well, I'd be like, well that's yeah, actually, Christ. I mean, like, that comes that? to like one of the things that like Carlos and I talked about our, our episode eight wrap up is this idea that like I was actually hoping and I feel like it would have been a really, really good story that the um the the woman, the priest that was that had the shaved head, I was actually thinking that she was a Balrog. 
Oh, that's good. Oh, that's yeah. good. I, I've I, heard that from a few sources, yeah. and I'm with y'all. Like, like that would have been so cool. I, I think that would have been awesome. Especially I, I just how much didn't want to be what, like, what they were. With. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I just I didn't like what they were because like right. they like flung off their like physical forms and they're like these why are they wraiths? They're like yeah, it, it, that was way too much but, of a Peter Jackson yeah, callback yeah. for me. Yeah, but. it was too much. It was too much. And like you know, technically you wouldn't even be able to see these type of beings because they should only exist in this like spiritual unless you're there too, right? Exactly. Right. Unless, unless you have a ring spirit, on. Unless, unless you got a ring yourself. or something. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah. that's a good <laughs> right? point, Carlos. That's a good point. And that's actually what the Rings of Power is about, being dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's really just the sixth sense in Middle it Earth. Is. Yeah. It is. Five seasons of the sixth sense. There we go. You find out Gandalf just sees dead people. It's yeah. been a really bad, really Sorry. bad pipe we dream. <laughs> Surprise. All, all the episodes the have been directed by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> I take it. I would. I would take it. Okay. I Dude, would. I screw it. I'll take, At least I'll take a cheesy twist. twist. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, an uh, actual twist and turn versus yeah. exactly swing away, Oregon. Swing away. Uh, <laughs> Dude, Signs is still one of my favorite movies. Yo, Signs I love is a that. great movie. Signs is a great movie. movie. Signs someone, is great. I, I saw someone make an argument that like it, they're demons, the aliens. And oh, that's like really? all the lines like line up where it's like, you know, she's an angel or like he has right. like, you know, you know, input from God or something. The right. Because like, he's like a, he's a priest or whatever. He yeah, was. yeah exactly. Right. And like, eh, I'd rather have just freaky aliens. No, I just love <laughs> the fact that it's aliens. It was fantastic. Like, I, so love, I always kept I, water I by my bed. Yeah. <laughs> I think that demon alien <laughs> and I tell you what the village was not bad the first time no. you saw it if they got rid of Adrian Brody's character like it probably would have been fine yeah, yeah Adrian sure. Brody was just the, kind of a the, problem the only M. Night Shyamalan movie tied. that I've ever like, hated the only M. Night Shyamalan that I've hated is The Happening Mm. Oh, with Mark Wahlberg? Is that who's in it, right? Yeah, because the, most, the, unbelievable, trees, right? the, the <laughs> most unbelievable thing about that entire movie is the fact that Mark Wahlberg <laughs> and Zoe Deschanel are a couple. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I, I have to disagree with you. The, the worst one is the Avatar movie. Oh, I don't even oh, know that. Oh, oh, okay. I don't think that's. We don't. Really we don't talk like, about the Avatar. Movie. It's like how I'm I don't sorry. think season eight of Game of Thrones ever happened. It never yes, happened. I'm yeah. still waiting for yep. it. Like just yeah. like you know, M Night Shyamalan movie just never happened. Like whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yes. No production. Oh, production hell. It happens. So can I bring it back to Tolkien for a second? Yes. Oh, Do because it. there's the other. <laughs> no. <laughs> there's there's one piece of Tolkien's horror that we have not talked about at all, and that's the human side of it. And I don't mean men. I just mean like the more human. Like this man saw the worst of humanity, mm-hmm. and he better than pretty much anyone else any other tortured first world war <laughs> i don't mean he went through tor- he went through torture in a no he suffered from system. like he was sick and he yeah. went through the whole like you he know sure did aspects of being entrenched and like yeah and he... and i totally agree with like tom shippy has talked about this at nazim and a bunch of other people uh uh garth um what's his first name um you know who i'm talking about um <laughs> that guy that guy um, <laughs> have talked about how he better than almost any other author of that. Era, John Garth. Right? John, John Garth. Garth. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Tolkien and the Great War uh, is where I'm getting some of this from. Um, just he depicts that horror that we mm. humans do to each other yep. better than almost anyone else. Both and yes, some a good of example that. Of that. 
Hmm? What's that? Wolfang. Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But and I know Sauron isn't a human and I know, you know, he's a demigod, basically. But Uh, I would say, you know, what? someone someone said it right to me the other day because there's archangels and angels. I look at him as like almost an angel. Not even. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. If you want to keep it on the Christian front, you know. Yeah, exactly. I, I've always bought into that. You know, we've got Iluvatar, which is God, and then we've got the archangels that are the Valar and then the Maiar angels. angels. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But what Sauron is able to do to individuals, like, let's look at what happens to Gollum, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. that, the horror, like... You have to recognize that the ring is Sauron, though. I, a lot of people exactly. argue this, that, like, it's just, they think, it, like, he has this, like, See, this is the problem with a lot of different stories. Like, for example, I like Brandon Sanderson, but his magic systems have really gone out there and like really created these aspects that like people can just learn to wield this magic while in Tolkien, mm-hmm. you know, what was poured into that ring was not magic. It was the will mm-hmm. and desire and innate yep. like spirit of Sauron. The ring it's is that Sauron. magia. Yeah. Back to back exactly. to that point. Like yeah. it it is it is him. Now, is it sentient? That's a different podcast. Um, <laughs> we I we need a whole podcast talk? on <laughs> sentient image or sentient. Objects. No, I don't think the ring yes. sentient per se. The, the ring can either. influence, but I don't think the exactly. ring can be like, "Hey, buddy, don't you want to go talk to Sauron?" Real quick? <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> no, it's not saying. But it, but it kind, but it kind of does, though. It kind of, it, it, it does. yeah, it kind. It, that's it, but that's it calls, it calls to them. You know, it calls it to somebody, right? So it's. But it does you more know, in the way that, like, it's I more like a, a drug, right? It's, it is. It's it, more it like is a drug. It's yeah. It's like, heroin. Yeah, yeah. Gold yeah. I mean, her- Carlos and I talked heroin. about that in our Gollum episode. All we, I mean, we talked about the fact that Gollum is an addict. Yeah. Yes. That oh, is absolutely. absolutely Bilbo what Gollum is an is. addict. Bilbo, right. Bilbo is an addict, mm-hmm. and Frodo mm-hmm. is an addict by the end of it. Like, yes. he's yeah. completely. That's. I mean, that is why more than the shoulder stab, more than. The Shelob staying more than anything. That's why Frodo I, has to go west. Right? Yeah. So I just completely off topic, but I like <laughs> I'm I'm building a custom keyboard just for fun, and I don't know if you guys can see this, but this is the I got this mystery box, and like oh man, it's gonna be tough to see. Oh, I'll send put a it, put it right in front of your face. There you go. But you see that? Oh my Someone's god! Waiting. Look at that. Oh, that's cool. They, and it's Holy like a, a proxy. It's a crown. scroll with a crown. Yeah. So I was thinking barrows or a barrow whites almost. That's like, dude, cool. That's sick. that's oh dude, it's so cool. And so I is got that this, your delete like, key. Yeah, it's absolutely going to be my or my escape key. Get the yeah, hell escape, out! Yeah. Escape, escape! But yeah, I got this keycap set because, like, I was thinking about getting the Lord of the Rings. You saw that keyboard for Lord of the Rings yes. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you get the keycaps and not like create your more customized things. So I use my keyboard a lot. I have like program. I, I have my technical project manager. I play video games. I like good stuff. Um, so I bought this mystery pack for like sixty bucks, and it was like two hundred dollars worth of stuff. And apparently, this is like a sixty dollar. Keycap Key? that someone made custom, like <laughs> full artwork, like did a custom artwork Dude. and poured like the actual resin for it for the key. So I was like, That's hell sick. yeah, I'm keeping this. Yeah, so I thought key. that was pretty cool. <laughs> okay, My you just got the one key. spooky key. Yeah. <laughs> the, the one. But you could actually buy one that has like uh the ring in it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that's so cool. That. Really cool. No, I think you're right though, Nick. Like, and, and it's something that we I think especially recently with some of our history episodes, uh, Carlos and I have touched um, quite a bit about the, the violence and, and despair and, and fright that comes from war and the ability that Tolkien has to put that into words in a, in a, in a different world 
right mm-hmm. in a in a different scenario but that doesn't i mean there are i mean e- even just the idea of going all the way back to where we started with this baron not wanting to talk about what he went through that is i mean that is that is a shell-shocked ptsd yep. person of war who does not want to trouble their loved ones of the shit that they saw and yep. that they went through right that's right because he wouldn't even tell luthien yeah, yeah and like it's not even like it was like right at the beginning too and like not even he wouldn't tell his kin he didn't tell anyone and like you think about the events that led up to him leaving dorthonian or tarn farwith farwith am i pronouncing it right maybe i, I don't know oh. uh sometimes <laughs> that's I what i'm not great at yeah yeah. Yeah, I messed up pronunciation. But like what, you know, former Dorthonian. Like what happens is we, we touch base on a lot of it. The Gorlim story with like what happened to him. That was a companion of his father's and the twelve, I think it was twelve or something like 12. that that ruled yeah. the bear yeah. here. Yep. And there's a constant there's always those numbers three, seven, twelve, you know, all over the place. Mm-hmm. But uh <laughs> you know, and everything he went through there, it's like he not only saw it from start to fin- he started it like experience, he started from start to where he like decided to leave he saw the growth of everything and like you know right. literally in the midst of the whole thing yeah. and he saw his homeland turn into this straight horror it's just like a crazy concept because like it does parallel like what europeans experienced when they were in their own countries and torn between war yeah a really good book yes. that goes into that is all quiet on the western front really describes mm-hmm. that for germany what happens there yes. and like i always think about the guy in the the like the the shell hole and like he kills the french guy or whatever and like Mm. he goes through the old experience of killing him and it's like you know who knows what baron had to do to survive oh yeah don gorthan uh i'm sorry nan gorthan uh, um and it's like you know you really have to ask yourself like are there other people in there probably not but what did he have to kill to survive right did he stay up for hours at a time was it just there, like constant like and, and, and whether survive? or not there were other humans or elves were there other creatures that presented yeah. themselves exactly as people were there in specters that made, yeah. yes exactly yeah. like Shelob's scary, but the spiders of Mirkwood in The Hobbit scared me more oh, yeah. than, um, yes. before like Bilbo got his cur- uh courage and started saying apricot and all that stuff right <laughs> you know oh, those oh spiders God. hate that it got them <laughs> but yeah. uh and it, it, the description of that like of them being like wrapped in their webs and these creatures and you know touch the base again on something else we discussed is like this aspect of these creatures having language that they communicate with each other yeah, yeah. it's like what did this guy go through because he went through the first iteration of that That's he went through the first iterations of like what we consider these horrors later on there was vampires and werewolves existing as we know because baron luthien had to take on those forms to even pass through that area again yep so it's like baron is probably one of my favorite men of all time yeah he's just and and there are things like you brought something up and not to drag this on longer than we need to but you brought something (laughs) up with baron of like more horror is that fucking dream that he had of his his entire companionship getting picked apart by ravens right and by carrion birds and Mm -hmm. and i'm sorry there there is a huge part of me that and and it failed but i think that that is a dream that again came from sauron came from the sorcerer um to scare him to bring him back because he was the only one not there right he was the only one not around 
Now that failed because as soon as Baron went there and he saw his hand of his father, he went fucking berserk and murdered every orc that he could and then yeah. ran. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but like it, I mean, like that was, I mean, you know, the the terrors that he went through in a dream to then get that and then to run off into this this hellscape this fucking you know nightmare world yeah um yeah that i mean fuck that poor guy you know <laughs> like exactly um and and an amazing writing uh, amazing incredible horror writing by tolkien right that just gives us these glimpse of of terrifying of the other world of the unseen um, of, of things that a man like Baron won't even speak of. Right. Mm -hmm, he gives yeah. us who Baron is and then tells us like, but this guy, this was went so through traumatic. All of this, will not talk about it. Yeah. Yes. Right. And it's just, it's, it's nuts. Um, well, I think, uh, I think we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> um, but it was, I, I, this was just the fucking perfect. This is great. This was the perfect podcast at the <laughs> perfect time with the Aww. perfect people. It was, it was so good. You ever want to talk horror? I'm like actually super <laughs> yes, down. Like if you want to no, just like, uh, I, I actually, I don't even want to talk about my collection of Stephen King books. Like, it's <laughs> expensive. But you know what story? I'm just end things story that always reminds me of like some of the horror aspects is a story called Jerusalem's lot. It is a Ooh. short story because Stephen King's short stories are probably his best stories. Oh, yeah. Check that out. It's like okay. got every type of aspect of like the fear, the mystery, the kind of like eldritch horror that you could get from like other stuff like Lovecraft. If you don't want to deal with that racist dumbass anymore. Right. Yes. And like so forth. So like I do recommend that. And like certain aspects with that unknown that Baron goes through. So good. Definitely certain aspects of that. Jerusalem That's actually slot. so we'll we'll go through and talk about our favorite ones of that really quick before we bounce okay. out. Outside of Tolkien, um, short story also, and a problematic author <laughs> who who I don't really love most of his stuff. Um short story wise, Orson Scott Card ah. makes some fucked up horror, and it is good shit. It is really really there's so there's this very specific one called freeway games um Oof. do you ever have the chance it's it is it's nuts uh but That's i love it one. and it's and it's great horror um it's anybody horror. else have any non-tolkien recommendations of horror <sighs> i don't movie movie wise um i'm a big oh, movie i love wise. yeah i love uh the babadook that's one of my favorite oh movies. man oh. what yo what a great uh, one of the best horror movies to come out in the last like five years but yes i have to say like if you were talking horror movies and you want to get a really good one that's not like an american western movie mm -hmm. check out a movie called the ritual it is a korean japanese movie i believe yes. about uh you got me sold it, yeah, it carlos likes fantastic. those <laughs> also if you want to talk about just really good horror junji ito fantastic yes. uzumaki uh or you know some of his other horror stories are awesome check it out um what's your name tomi crazy mm -hmm. stuff if you well, haven't had a chance to and to out. to flip what you were saying on the on their head about the um the author themselves um have you seen lovecraft country Lovecraft Country. I really yeah, enjoyed. Like, I read the book. Great. And I enjoyed. I enjoyed the season. I wish it was gonna like because Jonathan Majors is just like so good. 
Kang the Conqueror coming up is gonna be so freaking good. Yeah, and he's in Creed three. I'm like, you're killing my man. Insanely I love it. jacked. Just insanely oh, he's like he's ripped. Jacked. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> what like, are you gonna do, Creed? Insanely jacked. But yeah, love Lovecraft Country to play on itself. Like they get into a lot of that stuff. But like, here's my thing. Lovecraft is a prolific horror writer. And it's one of those aspects where we're dealing with, like, you know, to give it more of a contemporary, like, comparison, J.K. Rowling, you right, know, yeah. with everything. Good made. comparison, yeah. But the problem with Lovecraft is, is that, you know, you'll be le- reading The Call of Cthulhu, and all of a sudden he's going on a tangent about colored people and how they're stupid. And it's like, what right. is going – and it's just like – and, like, The Mountain of Madness is one of his better stories, and they talk about, like, slave culture. Yeah. It's another example of that, but, like – the best aspect and that's why i like stephen king so much because he took that and like obviously throughout the worst of it was like the aspect of the unknown and i think that's really what this podcast has really jumped into is like tolkien's aspect of the unknown and his as nick loves saying textual ruins yeah (laughs) absolutely well i mean this has been great it's been so much fun guys And, and talking horror and and spooky season of of tolkien right now um it, it's just the perfect time for it um everybody else uh find us on at the uh underscore swole hearum on instagram and tiktok nick um do you want to give your um yeah. your socials yeah i'm at fornost 42 on tiktok and twitter and at h-o-u-l-e-n-i-c 42 on instagram and pete uh, I am funny enough, uh, <laughs> at BE one Mont, uh, <laughs> which is actually, know, you know, <laughs> it's Belmont in reference to Castlevania games. Right. There you go. I like there that type go. of thing, but also the same on Instagram as well at BE one Mont or BE one Mont one, one, I think it is depending. Awesome. But, uh, yeah. Well, find us on, um, anywhere that podcasts are. Uh, check us out on YouTube. This one's got to be on YouTube. Look at this. Like, come yeah. on. I'm, not, I'm definitely going to have it. Appreciate Carlos's that, right? hard work, damn it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so Scoured check us the out internet. on YouTube as well. These will hear them. Um, find our link tree on Instagram. That's where you're going to find any of our gear that Carlos and I are currently wearing our swole hear shirts. We've got hoodies and a bunch of other stuff. Um, oh, and you'll also find our, our oh, Patreon. Man, I want a hoodie. And, I, mean, I, I just got this door of Duran. That black <laughs> on black hoodie is yeah. nice. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, also uh, I don't have it on there. I'm still working on it. it I, I say I'm working on it, but really my brain just doesn't work, but um, I'll get our <laughs> discord link. Um, so that you guys can be a part of this wonderful uh, family that Callie has created as well. Um, and yeah. where we, you know, where we've met such wonderful people. Oh, wait, what, last, one last thing. <laughs> Don't forget, if you hear oh. this before this Sunday, oh, yeah. October 23rd, we are doing trivia where we have the Lambingormo versus the Aratar. Um, to see who the best team is. And right now the defending champs are Nick and myself. So we're here to wreck. Yes. That's right. You yes. can That's tell, right. you know, we all got the knowledge, but we're here to show who really got the knowledge. Yes. Sweet. All right, Chris, Love that means it. you have to post it. I know. Now I've got yeah. to post this not, not, tomorrow. Yeah. Come on. Hurry. <laughs> uh, he'll, he'll still post it like a, the weekend after it's happening. Yeah, right. or, or I'll just but don't forget about trivia. That part out. Yeah. Don't yeah, forget probably, about man. trivia that happened the week before. Yeah. Time machine. <laughs> It's it's been a wonderful podcast. Um Carlos, you have anything else for us? Uh bye. <laughs>